So, in this strange season, uh, I just invited Pastor Nick and Pastor Paola just to share with us a little bit about looking back what they've been thankful for in this strange year. Paola, how about you? What, what are some of the, your reflections on 2020 and some of your thankfulness there? So there are some really obvious things to be thankful for that, you know, we're well as a family, that we're healthy, yeah. you know. We may or may not have had it at the beginning, you know, we don't know, but we're healthy and God has really been a provider for us. You know, Danny had a period of furlough as well and that could have been quite uh, a difficult season, but it wasn't yeah. um, and had its own sort of blessings that, that accompanied it in terms of what he was able to do to help church out in this, t in this time as well. But I think one thing that I've really seen happen, not just in myself, but in the lives of people around is I've seen a resilience that people have yeah. dug deep, that they found themselves able to do things that they never would have thought that they could. Yeah. They didn't think that they were strong enough to do that. Um, and I really believe that there are, we've, we've sort of had a little bit of a spiritual kick up the backside, if I can say that. Yeah. Um, things that we have been forced into, not by choice, but God has allowed our sort of, that's been our journey and it has propelled us into things that we may never have done before. Yeah. Um, we've, a lot of people have upskilled, have done things that they've never done before. But I think even from a stewardship perspective, it has stripped away the focus of materialism. Yeah. It has stripped away the, the search and the thrill for going after things that are, are not of God, that are often distractions. And it's forced us back into a place of focus and concentration on him yeah. in a way that I never, ever imagined yeah. it could. Um, and so I really think that God has turned something that is unfortunate that is really difficult that has been devastating for people and there are silver linings to that and that is one of the things that I think has been abundantly obvious to me yeah. in this time how people have found a strength that is God-given I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me yeah. that you didn't think that you could do before and it wasn't your strength, but it was his. And it's come about and it's come to the surface in this unusual time. And it's very true, isn't it, that, uh, you know, that even Christmas time was stripped back, you know, and that yeah, Christmas was Yeah, the focus wasn't so much... I didn't see as much focus on TV in adverts about buy this piece of furniture because no. your Christmas will be better or yeah. have this or have this or have this. The focus was on about people yeah. and about being together and how creative we can be at our relationships yeah. rather than the materialism, which I think is a real blessing, actually. Yeah, and, you know, the Queen's speech on Christmas Day... When you know, that her guiding light is the gospel. And I find it amazing, and I'm, I'm not having a go, but I find it amazing how when the BBC and ITV report it, that they miss out all the Christian bits, you know. But I really appreciate that Her Majesty's speech was, hey, you know, there's a light for us in amongst all this darkness, and, you know, we can focus on the right yeah. things, can't we? Yeah. How about you, Pastor Nick? What's been your kind of abiding kind of thoughts about 2020? I think, you know, like Paola and like many people, I'm just been very grateful that me and Chloe and the boys have stayed well. You know, that's been great that we've had that. Um, I think something that I'm sort of very thankful for is that um, I think God's answered a lot of prayers to press into areas that I don't know how to do. 
you know, picking up on some things Paula said. I think all of us have upskilled, all of us have gone on a journey. Um, and, you know, I know that I've, I kind of came from an IT background and, you know, I have that ability anyway, but I've really had to dig deep to kind of make some things happen here. You know, I've had, to, I've had some real wins and I know that that's been God with me and behind me and for me. And I, um, something just to share with people uh, listening on the live and watching on the live stream is that I've quite often during 2020, I've prayed for a spirit of Bezalel. Now, Bezalel was a person in the Old yeah. Testament yeah. and he only gets mentioned briefly, but he was a kind of master craftsman of the tent of meeting and he put all these things together in a really yeah. beautiful way and they, they worked really well. And, and I, I found myself praying to God, give me a little bit of what he had to be able to craft the live stream. Now, that sounds a bit crazy, but actually that is what's required now. Um, and, you know, you, you know, I've sent you messages going, yeah. get in when I've yeah. had a win, you know. Yeah. Um, I remember one particular time, it took me ages to work out how to get video onto our live stream. And, and it was just a, such, a, such a hard struggle. I must have spent four or five hours on it. I was continually praying and suddenly I had a breakthrough. It's that kind of thing. And I think all of us have had a year a bit like that, whether it's even just working out how to use Zoom uh, or, you know, connecting with people in different ways. We've all pressed into new things, haven't we? So I'm thankful that God's been with me in that. Yeah, and you know, that, that same sense of you upskilling, it's like people like, you know, uh, I want to be really kind to them, but, you know, Keith and Diana Potter, who perhaps represent the older age group of our church, have all jumped in and come on with this technology, haven't they? And, you know, and they're, they're actually, Keith and Diana are a couple of our online pastors now, and we would have never thought that... People yeah. of that perhaps age group might join in with that, but they have and they've done great. And that's one of my, my reflections. I don't know about you, Paula, but the reflection for me is, is that, that some people, in fact, everybody who logs in and says, well, I want to be part of church, I'm really thankful for yeah, that. I, yeah, I am too. You know, that people have, everybody has, has had to be uh, adaptable. And, uh, you know, uh, some people love the buzz of coming and, you know, uh, part of that for them, church is hi, 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 hi. You know, that, you know, it's, it's a, an important part as it is the preaching and the teaching and the worship is the social connection. But for those people, they've had to adapt and say, well, I can connect with you in a different way. And there's been some people working in the background of church, people are food bank volunteers, people who've kept that ministry going, serving behind, that they've said, church is important, let's still make it happen. And I'm really thankful yeah. for those people. I think there are some certainties, though, that I want to remind everybody of, because it flows from, and I don't want to just repeat a series that I did, but it does flow from the Spiritual House series, from 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 5. The Bible says, you also are like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. And remember that, you know, that what we need to understand is, is that Jesus is building his church. That, that's never stopped, Paula. That, Nick, that right. he's never yeah. stopped building his church, even through this time. Uh, we, had a, we had a note the other day in, in our post box from someone who said, they wrote me a, a handwritten note and said, Dear BCC, uh, here's a hundred pounds. 
and, um, and that's why we empty the post box every day, by the way, for those of you watching. Uh, here's £100 because you helped me in the past and I now want to return the favour so that you can help someone else. And it's like blessed to be a blessing. Yeah. And I, I really know that God is still building his church. That's right. And, uh, you know, it says you're living stones. That means you're a stone, that you're solid, but you're also dynamic. God's doing something, and you're not easily going to be blown away. You're not, you know, you're not easily going to be taken out. And so if you're at home right now and you're thinking, oh, this has been so hard, remember you're a stone, you're something solid in God, but you're living, you're active, you're dynamic. He says that we're being built you know, that we are a work in progress. I'm not finished. You're not finished. We are not finished. But we're being built. And also, it says that we're a spiritual house, that we're a place of alternative, alternate atmosphere and Holy Spirit. Your home, your life, your family is built around spirituality. It, it's different. And God's placing different things in you. You're a holy priesthood. You, you connect people to God. And so I'm very thankful for the church and the realities about the church. Don't give that up easily, BCC. Don't, if you're watching, don't easily think, oh, this is so hard. I'm, I'm logging off. I'm not connecting. Remember that you're a people of purpose. Amen, yeah. You know, we need to yeah. do that, don't we, Pastor yeah, we Nick? We've, yeah, got to, so we've got to keep that sense of this is important just before our live streams i often say remember everybody this is really important yeah. the government recognized the importance of the church and the only reason that we're not coming back and regathering is because we don't know what they're going to say this week about our tier and so on so we're just going to make things online for the first week just so that we know where we're at and then we want to start bringing people back because church and your life as a part of church is really important. I am thankful for the church and for people in the background who've made it happen, but also the reality of it of that God is still building his church. And that's an amazing thing. I don't know about you, Paolo, but looking forward into 2020, what are some of your kind of hopes and faith statements Come on, yes. prophesy over us. <laughs> no pressure. So, uh, I've, I've sort of been struck over this last year about, well, I guess it's just God reminding me, look, it doesn't matter what's going on, I'm still God. I'm still in control. I still have everything in the palm of my hand. And you fit into that yep. plan and purpose. That hasn't changed and it never will. Um, and so a constant reminder of that, that, we have all been born in a time where God knew we would have to face this. Yeah. And he has equipped us to face this challenge in our journeys. But then looking forward to hope. Um, I remember a week or two ago I shared with the, the staff team some thoughts and musings around hope. And, and how often hope becomes something of a wish list for us. It's a thing of, well, these are the things I want to do, I want to achieve, I would like to have. Rather than it being about the person who is hope, what he has done, what he brings, and how that doesn't change. And 
the challenge of that is that as I go into the next year, as we go into the next year, that we don't sort of get used to what we've had and lose the focus that we've almost been pushed into and then become a sort of apathetic towards it and go, right, it's back about my agenda and about what I want yeah. and my wish list. But no, it still remains about God's plan and purpose and whatever that looks like. And it might not always look nice for me, but God's plan is the perfect one. Yeah. So what am I going to do to make sure that I'm following that rather than having to be pushed into it, be pushed up against a corner with no alternative. Okay, I'll make you the focus, God. I'm going to choose to make him the focus instead of being having, instead of having this set of circumstances that drive me to it, that there is something in me that drives myself to that yeah. rather than being forced into it, if that makes sense. Yeah. So that's sort of my underlying thought, really. What can I do to make sure that I don't lose the good things that have come out of this difficult season? The closeness, the focus, the attention, the, the right priorities for my life. Because even godly things that we do in church can get us off track. Because we think, oh, it's church, it's okay. But is it what God wants for us, for us as a whole? Um, so not to lose that sense of focus and direction from God, but to be pursuing that even when things get better. You know, we haven't really colluded about these little messages and I've written down in bold remember that we are people of great purpose and that's kind of what you're saying yeah. you know yeah. we are people of great purpose that, that, that we are not just random people struggling to make it through this season that we've got a real purpose in it mm. as church as people as individuals it's really important that we he's equipped we, us for this season because yeah. he knew it would be part of our journey yeah so we can do what he's purposed because he's planned for that yeah and that doesn't change no matter how difficult this situation gets i just think somebody needs to hear that right now i i just really do i feel don't you pastor nick it's just like a real hey god's equipped you he's called you you can do this and we can do this together and god's got plans for us even so in this new year how about you, Pastor Nate? What are your, some of your faith statements uh, and looking forward? I, I think that um, for a long time, many of us have prayed for church without walls in yeah. the sense of um, let there not be barriers between the church and the world. That's a bit of a clumsy distinction, but you kind of know what I mean, the people yeah. who don't know Jesus and then the people who do. And um, I think 2020 has given us the answer to that prayer because like never before, and particularly in the UK, maybe not so much in America, because I think a lot of the American churches are, have been online a bit longer than us. Yeah. Um, but certainly in the UK, there has been a removal of bricks and, and mortar yeah. in terms of rather than you just driving down the street and perhaps seeing the exterior shell of a building and thinking, well, what's in there? Now you know because you can go to their Facebook page or you can go to their YouTube channel or you can have a look. Yeah. And I kind of feel that there's a great opportunity there in 2021 to make the most of that because those walls are gone because people can see 
the services. Um, and there's a whole range of stuff there. You know, we really try hard to make our online experience great, but there'll be some smaller churches that will just be, uh, you know, a minister in a room preaching from the Bible. And that's just as great. I mean, that, that's, I've got a minister friend down in South Wales, uh, Mark, my good buddy, Mark Lyndon Jones. He has had tens of thousands of views uh, of things like communion and prayer times and yeah. worship times just with him and his son in his room, um, just being a minister to his community online. And I think that's going to increase and increase. And I think a great opportunity for us, something that gives me hope for 2021 and beyond, is that we continue to provide that alongside the in-person experience yeah. and we build with yeah. both. Yeah. And, and it's kind of, you know, we're going to do a push on Alpha this year. In fact, Nikki Gumbel has been speaking to Elam and that uh, we're going to do a, a, a Elam family-wide Alpha course. And it's so much easier to invite somebody to an online alpha yeah. or an online church. And that may be their first step. And it's a bit like when you choose a hotel or something. You look online and think, oh, that's nice. And then you go. Well, that's kind of going to be a way that and I want to encourage everybody. Get people to just say, hey, have a little look at our services. And then as we all do regather, then they can come as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you know, and I want to say welcome to all of you who have joined us online. You know, I can think of, I can name some names, actually. Jen Love. Yeah, you yeah know. she's joined us online, hasn't yeah, she? she's yeah, joined she us this year. That's I don't great. think she's ever been to the building, yeah. you know. Um, what a great name, by the way, as well, Jen Love. <laughs> you know, we only want Christians who uh, have great names like that, you know. So, uh, no, we want everybody. Thinking about this year for myself, thinking future, I think there's a danger that we've got so much to think through so much to process that there's a danger we could get distracted you know lots of different views about you know the pandemic and uh, what to do and how to regather the church but but my real word for this next season is from the sentiment of actually from the rebuild devotions from Nehemiah 6 verse 3 and uh, uh, Nehemiah has these messengers sent to him say oh come out and meet me stop what you're doing and he says this I love this part of Nehemiah he says I am carrying on a great project I cannot go down why should I stop the work and leave it and go down to you and I think it reminds me a little bit, oh, getting a bit emotional. It reminds me a bit of when Jesus was on the cross and they said, oh, come down from the cross, save yourself. And uh, Jay Fallon actually preached in, in uh, BCC a, a, a year or so ago and he, he made this point. We can't come down from the great purposes that God has called us to. And one of the dangers of this season is that you and myself or anybody, you could get so wrapped up in the ins and outs of politics, the ins and outs of what the government's doing, or the ins and outs of what's right and wrong about things, that we come down from the great purpose of speaking the gospel. Let's remember that we have a great purpose of sharing the good news of Jesus. And we can't come down from that. You know, the biggest need right now is not the pandemic. The biggest need right now are that people are separated from Jesus Christ. 
yeah, and from sorry, his love. Now, uh, please, let me just say very quickly, we care about everybody who's been affected by the pandemic. And, you know, you've just heard knitting earlier. We, we have people in our church touched by it. And I'm not being blasé about the need. It might be the priority, might be the pandemic, but the need is to know the love of God. That's right. And let's not forget that every single one of us that the need of the hour is to know Christ and to know his love and to know his life. And if you're watching today and you don't know fully who Jesus is, please understand that he loves you, he died for you. And we can't come down from that great purpose. Also, we can't come down from our unity. BCC, I want to call you this year to a new commitment to unity. In this year in which we've been scattered... I think we feel love for each other even more. I don't know about you, Pastor Nick, but I have missed people. Oh, yeah. And on the occasions that I've seen them... In fact, I found when we did have a, a few people together, uh, I found that quite emotional. I, I remember seeing yeah. the Thompson family, you know, and I know there'll be people online who don't know, and, and just, it's just really quite emotional seeing them again and seeing how the children have grown up. You know, there have been babies born in BCC, and they're almost one year old now, and we've not seen them. We must dig deep about in our unity. And I want to really say to people, you must protect the unity of the church. Whatever your opinions are, the unity of the church is much more important than anything else. And so... We can't come down to that. You see, one of the things about this season, let me talk prophetically for a moment. The enemy wants to rip us apart. And that's one of the, the downsides of this season is there's been a scattering. And, um, and even though that's established home worship, even though that's established, you know, some men have been established as the priest of their homes. Uh, and men, I want to call you to be that. You should be gathering the family together for worship, not leaving it just to your wife. In fact, as married couples, you should do that together, bringing your children together to worship together. And even though that, that has happened, one of the tactics of the enemy has been to scatter. And actually, in the new year, we're going to regather, reestablish the church, both as an online uh, happening, but also as an in-person gathering because unity is a spiritual principle. And we can't come down from that. And we cannot come down from you as an individual. As Paula said earlier, and I think Pastor Nick has said, your sense of purpose is really important. God sees you in amongst all the crowd. And you must understand that, that that is very important that God has a plan for you. I was watching on Facebook the other day. This incredible, let me tell you an incredible story. Um, Elizabeth uh, Sherwood, uh, Pastor Mike Sherwood, who is, is kind of retired now, but uh, they were leaders of the Chelmsford Elam Church for a long time. And uh, then they spent their latter years in Ilford, in the church in Ilford there in City Gates, which is like a sister church to ours, really, in London. 
And uh, Elizabeth tells us an amazing story. When she was in, in um, Ilford, and the reason I'm telling it is because I know Mike, and I, I, I don't know Elizabeth as well, but I know Mike, and I know that this story is verifiable, uh, and that, that this is a true story. She's in Ilford, and uh, a, poor old, a poor lady comes to her at the end of church and says, oh, I've locked myself out of my flat. And uh, I don't know how to get back in. Uh, and for some reason, Elizabeth said, well, do you, do, has your neighbour got a key? And she said, oh, yeah, she has. She says, what's your neighbour's name? And she says, you know what? I don't know a name. I don't know a full name. We, you know, they, we have kind of pet names for each other. And, said, oh. and she said, I don't know why I did this, but she said, uh, let's, let's get the phone book. And I'm going to open it up. And literally, she said, and I'm going to go with my hand like this, and God's going to guide me to phoning the person. And it's a crazy story. But because I know Mike and Elizabeth, and because I know the Ilford Church, and I know that this is a verifiable story, she said, she said Elizabeth said, I don't know why I did this. She said, I've never done it since. <laughs> I can understand that, can't you? you know? And uh, if you're looking for a husband or for a wife, don't use this method. Don't do this. But she said in that moment at the end of church while they prayed, she put her arm around her and said, you know, God, God cares about your life. God's got the details of your life. And, and you know, London can be a, a dangerous place and you don't need to be locked out. And she opened the phone book and she put her finger and she put her finger down. And yes, you've guessed it. She said, ah, that's where I live. And they were able to telephone that neighbor who had the key to open the door. And I tell you that story to say this. I think Paul said it earlier. God's got your life. He does. He's got every detail of your life. So as an individual, you must hold to your sense of purpose. That God loves you and God has got a plan for you. You know, we're going to worship in just a few moments and uh, I'm going to ask the worship team to come back but what I want to say to you from Nehemiah chapter 6 verse 3 is I'm carrying on a great project and I cannot come down we as BCC cannot come down from sharing the love of God we as BCC cannot come down from being connected to each other and loving each other and you as a person you cannot come down from the purpose that God has for you. So as we look into this new year, we have to ask God for a new infusion of faith. And that comes from the word of God and, and from our doing our devotions. Yes, it does. But also, you need to believe he's got new paths, new people, new persons for you to be really blessed in. And so I want to close this section Today, and we, we're going to be with the guys and worship in a few moments by everybody. In fact, if you've got a Bible and you're not watching on the device where you use your Bible, if you've got a Bible with you, why don't you just turn with me to Hebrews chapter 10? And I'm going to read these verses because actually, this is what we must do in the new year. The whole Nehemiah series is about rebuild. Not that the church is broken like the uh, Jerusalem walls were, but we need to rebuild some habits and we need to rebuild some togetherness. 
and we need to rebuild some commitments about what we really are. But let me read you these verses. Hebrews chapter 10, verses 21 to 25. Let us draw near to God with sincere hearts and with full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience, having our bodies washed with pure water. Draw near to God, BCC. There is nothing stopping you, not this pandemic, nothing, even our scattering, nothing stopping you drawing near to God. So come on, as we close the year, why don't we just lift our hand to him right where you are in your living room and say, yeah, I'm, I'm coming closer to you, God. And then verse 23 says, let us hold unswervingly to the hope that we profess. For he who has promised is faithful. God's got your life. He's faithful to your life. He's faithful. And then verse 24 says, And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. Come on. Let's keep connecting. Let's keep encouraging. Let's keep saying, come on, we can do this. Love and good deeds. Let's be the people that are the difference in this pandemic. And then verse 25 says, and let us not give up meeting together. I believe that means online too. I believe that means not just logging on at a convenient time, although we appreciate that maybe some people watching this at a different time because you were working or something and we love you and we appreciate you but it's logging on together but it's also when we get the all clear coming back together in fact I want to say to you as we close 2020 look in verse in, in 2021 make sure you attend it's really important spiritually that we gather as a community. Can I hear an amen on the feed, everybody? Let us not give up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing. And if you uh, perhaps log on to BCC or any church occasionally, maybe it's time for you to close out the year to say, no, I'm going to dig in. I'm going to be a great part of church but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. Listen, there is no doubt that this season has had some spiritual ramifications. I'm going to be sharing in the new year that in Matthew 24, I believe this is the beginning of sorrows. This is a spiritual thing. There is some spiritual elements to this season that we're in where it's been both an attack but also a deep plan of God to refine us and change us and heal us and make us different and make us stronger but it's time for you now to be strong all the more as you see the day approaching when God says you know what that's enough I'm bringing time to a close and we're moving on into the great eternal purposes of the kingdom of God. So as we close this year, isn't it time that you said, okay, I have a purpose. I am now going to walk in it because I'm a child of the day that's approaching when God calls us all home. 
Heavenly Father, would you just touch and minister and bless and move in our church? And would you bring people to that sense of, I have a purpose and I have a God who is faithful to my life. Bring us to that commitment, Lord. Whatever you've gone through this year, know that we care about it. We've seen some stunning prayers. We've seen people healed. God has your life in his hands. Let's worship together as we close out this year. Thank you, Kevin.